This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. Today's show is brought to you in part by Liquid Web. We sure know that there's a lot of choice when it comes to hosting your WordPress site. Liquid Web is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Whether you're a business owner, an agency, or a freelancer, Liquid Web has you covered when it comes to performance, uptime, and ease of site management. And one of the things we love most? When your content goes viral, Liquid Web doesn't charge you more for huge spikes in traffic. Transparent pricing, no surcharges. Liquid Web is offering Hallway Chats listeners 33% off for the first three months. Go to liquidweb.com and use the coupon code HALLWAYCHATS, all one word, to sign up. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 35. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we have with us Matt Whiteley. Matt is the creator and owner of Whiteley Designs, a one-man WordPress development, hosting, and maintenance agency specializing in the Genesis framework. He's married with a three-year-old daughter and another on the way in May. Welcome, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. How are you? Thanks for joining us today. Doing all right. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Uh, well, you're, we're glad to have you here. Tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond what Tara just shared. Uh, yeah, like Tara said, I'm uh, creator and founder of Whiteley Designs. I do WordPress hosting, WordPress development, uh, maintenance plans. Um, as she mentioned, I'm the father of a soon-to-be three-year-old, and by the time this airs, I may have a little boy joining the family in May, so that's exciting. Uh, I've been married for about eight years, been working with WordPress for about 10 years, and um, yeah, it keeps me busy, and uh, there's always something to do, whether it's uh, family-related or WordPress-related or work-related. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's quite the intro. You got it all going on there. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you got into working for yourself, and and whether or not that led you to WordPress or vice versa. Uh, it was roughly ten years ago. It's a kind of interesting story. Um, it was back when Groupon was really popular, and I was uh, on the job hunt at that time. And Groupon was huge, commercials everywhere, and I thought, you know, this is something we could do locally. Um, just offer the businesses a little bit better revenue share. Um, they want to work with somebody local. Um, problem was, I had no idea how to build a website, and that is a <laughs> part of Groupon. Um, so I did some Googling, and I came across something called Group Buying Site, which, uh, unbeknownst to me, was a WordPress plugin theme combination that created the uh, functionality that worked just like Groupon. So um, before buying that, I taught myself how to build a little landing page, and it was just a one-page HTML uh, I mean, it was it was bad, um, but it collected email addresses and uh, <laughs> I built up an email list. And I mean, we're talking um, just a box in the middle of the page with an email address field. Um, the emails came to me. I kept them in a spreadsheet. And if I needed to email them, I copy and pasted them from the spreadsheet into the email. This is before MailChimp and Constant Contact. And it was a terrible process, but I got about 500 people signed up for it through family and friends. And mm-hmm. um, couponing groups and yard sale groups and stuff like that locally. So um, eventually I launched the site. I knew a couple local business owners that ran some deals with me over the next three years or so. 
I built that up to working with 40 or 50 different businesses that were uh, either running coupons or running deals. Um, and in that time, I was very active on the support forums, uh, getting help with stuff, adding custom functionality to the site. And I got to know the owner and the developer of the company. His name was Dan Cameron. He owns Sprout Apps now, which I don't know if you're familiar with them. But uh, sure. he gave me a lot of guidance um, and helped me learn all about you know, hooks and filters and functions and WordPress. And um, that's kind of where it all started. Um, and then how it kind of developed into a business was uh, through those same support forums, I met um, a lot of people who saw what I was doing and said, hey, I'd like that feature on my site. And I started doing small custom projects here and there. And I remember doing uh, my first month where I made like $500. And I was like, this is amazing, 500 bucks, <laughs> you know, that's six grand in a year. It's great. Um, so that's kind of how it started out. And then I started to learn more and um, got a little bit better. And then one of the gentlemen I still work with today um, who had a client who was using the same software as me, had me do work for him. And he said, hey, I have a website I need done. Do you build websites? And I'm like any an experienced developer. I said, absolutely, I build websites. Um, and he had worked with uh, Brian Gardner from Studio Press years and years ago and said, um, do you ever hear of Genesis? I said, nope. Um, he said, well, let's give it a shot. So I used Genesis to build that site. And uh, that kind of led me to Genesis. And it's kind of built up from there. It's what I'm familiar with. I know it really well. Um, and it's just kind of grown now to where I'm working with. I have seven or eight different agencies, um, Los Angeles, Nashville, um, Michigan, New York, a couple overseas that I kind of act as their development wing where they have in-house mm -hmm. designers and uh, they go out and find the clients and send them my way. Um, and it's worked out really, really well for me. Um, and I really enjoy doing it. So that's kind of where it started and how it's built up now. Um, and it's, it's been an interesting ride, but it's been all organic. I really don't do any marketing or advertising for myself or anything like that. So, so if you, if you don't do any marketing and advertising, um, how have you found these agencies across the country? Are you on the studio press uh, recommended developer list or where, where does that come from? No, uh, one of my goals is to eventually make that list. Um, but I'm not on it now. Um, essentially it was all word of mouth. There's probably three or four different, um, agency owners or developers or, uh, designers I've met through, um, the group buying site forms that I still work with. And they have kind of provided me a lot of business over the years. And then it's, it's a client of a friend of a client and it's all kind of been organic and word of mouth that's kind of grown out. I mean, I've done a couple of local things for, you know, friends and family who have then made suggestions over time, but yes, it's been organic growth for the most part. That's great. That's great. I'm glad to hear that you've uh, you've grown it organically. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of organic and growing, um, your family is growing. So it is. It is. That's an exciting time. Um, I can see. No one else can see this, but I can see that you work from home. So how does that work? Having a toddler and and a new baby, uh, and working from home. How do you, how do you manage it, that well, balance? It's, it's interesting. Um, she goes to daycare uh, three days a week, and I actually do work in an office um, throughout the week as well. So I'm never actually at home working when uh, my little one is here. So my wife's home on Mondays and Fridays with her. She's in daycare Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it works out pretty well, and we'll probably have the same, uh, same setup once the little guy comes. Um, he'll be home for a couple months with mom, and I'll, I'll be here with him. But uh, it'll probably be the same setup then, because I don't I don't think I could keep my sanity with uh, getting work done and having her wanting to sit here because she loves to sit at this desk 
uh, that you guys can see and, and type on the keyboard, which I have to turn off. And she loves to be at work at her office too. So that's nice that you have that flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, working from home is a uh, a wonderful blessing if you can wrangle out the details on how to actually work from home. So, right, so well right. done for figuring that out. <laughs> well done for that. Matt, you, you shared a lot with us, and there's, there's, there's so much to unpack there. I feel like we could talk for weeks and still not get through it all. Um, <laughs> what I, what I want to ask you a little bit about is, as you went from kind of Googling things and just figuring things out, one-page website, collecting email addresses, to building Genesis sites, to being the developer for a number of different agencies across the U.S., how did how did that come together from a from a learning perspective? And maybe you can touch on, you know, the first time I'll say in quotes here, a real agency said, Hey, can you be our developer? You know, how did that come together for you in terms of can I do it, can I not do it, you know, kind of thing? And yeah, honestly, they're gonna have real clients and the like. Yeah, honestly, it's uh a lot of it you don't even feel like, especially not being trained. I have a marketing degree from Penn State, so I'm not trained whatsoever um, with coding or anything like that. So even to this day, I know I build quality things and I'm really focused on quality code, but you never necessarily feel like it's good enough. I'm always looking to improve. So it, honestly, it's been trial and error, and I'll go back and look at code I've written a month ago, a year ago, and I could completely refactor it and do it better now. So. Um, a lot of it is just learning on the go, um, you know, sites like Stack Overflow and um, there's developer forums out there. Um, Tanya Morks Know the Code is really good. I plan on joining that and just improving things because there's, there's always ways to get better. Um, and even like I mentioned, Dan from Sprout Apps, he was, I used to send him stuff that he would say, you know, this is good, but you should you know, do it this way and send me code examples back. So um, there's some mentorship in there. There's uh, a lot of, like you said, Googling. There's so much, there's so many resources out there, which you also have to be careful about where you're getting the information from because you could, you could read a tutorial from 10 different people and see 10 different ways to do it. And eight of them could be awfully ineffective and not efficient. So um, yeah. it's, just, uh, it's a lot of uh, work on my own and just kind of figuring out things. And I'm, I'm sure I certainly don't do things, you know, the ideal way all the time, but uh, it's, it's always a, a learning process. It's going to continue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. Uh, the learning process and uh, being mindful of the dangers of copy and paste, <laughs> you know, we can start there, but that could be a real problem too. <laughs> Yeah. And I will say working with the studio press, the documentation there is extremely good. Um, and there's a big, big community around studio press and the Genesis framework being on the forums there, um, the Facebook group, um, and just the documentation itself. And Brian Gardner has, you know, code snippets galore on his website that you can reference and see how things are done the right way. So um, I think starting with that framework and knowing it was well written and documented well um, was a really good, uh, you know, base to start with. Yeah, there's a lot of people who would agree with that. Agree with you on that. Since since you've touched on the Genesis community, maybe you can share a little bit more about you know how you first started to get into that community and what your engagement with the wider WordPress community is as well. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm kind of a one-off. Um, I interact with a, a select few within the community. Um, I was active on the Studio Press forums for a while, but it it is time consuming to stay active on uh, all the different outlets out there. Um, so I provided a lot of help for different people and I met a couple of clients on the forums. 
Um, like I said, I'd love to be on that developer's list at some point. Um, so maybe that's something that'll be down the road. Um, and the WordPress community as a whole, um, honestly, I'm not all that active um, with everything else going on. I'm a part of a couple of different groups. Carrie Dill's Fearless Freelancer, I'm on there. Um, like I said, the Genesis Studio Press Facebook group, the forums there. Um, I haven't been able to go to any WordCamps just because they haven't worked out. I know there is one in Lancaster in February, which is my area. I'm down in southeastern Pennsylvania, which I believe Tara is speaking at. Um, so I may, I may be there. Plug, but, plug, uh, plug, yeah. plug. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, all in all, I'm not the most active, but I do, I, I do what I can. Yeah, getting back to that, you know, working from home and the and the flexibility there, is involvement with the WordPress community, with, with any community, really, is is all about a balance. So, it sounds like you you found ways to engage with it in a way that works best for you and for your family. So that's great to hear. Yeah. You've you shared with us. Uh, Matt, your you know the professional success you've established by by growing your own business and growing your your practice to the point where you're you're doing all this different work and you have agencies and, and you haven't really had to shell out marketing effort or, or resources and sounds like that your your family life is successful as well and I wonder if you could share with us your definition of of per personal and professional success. Yeah, and I've, I've heard you guys ask this question. It's one I've thought about a lot. Um, and I think kind of from a macro perspective, um, I am successful in the fact that um, I'm able to do something I really enjoy doing. Um, I get to do it with people I enjoy doing it with, whether that be clients or the designers or the other creative teams that I work with. And it does provide me, you know, a stable income that I can support my family comfortably um, and not have to worry about the next bill that's coming out or anything like that. So I think from a macro overall, I do feel successful. Um, from a business perspective, um, while I feel relatively successful, I don't think it's anything that uh, I'll ever feel 100% successful just because there's always room to grow. There's always a client you could have serviced better. There's always uh, money left on the table. There's always learning you can do. Um, so it's, it's going to be something that you're going to have to keep working on and keep pushing forward with. Um, so while I do feel successful um, to a point, I think uh, just uh, my personality and wanting to always improve and, and do things better won't necessarily let me feel that from a business perspective. Um, it's possible, but I think there's always going to be room to grow um, from some angle. So what would you say is your favorite thing that you do every day? You're balancing um, a couple of different jobs then. What, what's your favorite thing to do in either of them or both? Uh, overall, my favorite thing is probably the development side of things. Um, my favorite projects are certainly the ones that come that are designed well. I just get the, whether it's a Photoshop or Sketch or Adobe file, and I can just build the site. So when I have a couple hours and I have a site that's been spec'd out properly and I can just focus on coding, that's definitely my favorite thing to do. Um, and those are not as frequent as the ones that are like, I need a website, here are some examples, just go with it. Um, those are a little bit tougher to work on, but uh, the ones that are really spec'd out well and I just have a design and I can just sit down and you know, turn everything else off and focus on that, that's, that's definitely uh, my favorite thing to do. So is that mostly CSS and, and PHP HTML code or are you doing JavaScript and other higher level code? Primarily it's PHP, CSS, HTML, um, but I do a lot of jQuery mixed in there. Um, my sites are typically, I have a base starter theme with Genesis and then um, I use advanced custom fields for a lot of the builds and I'm, I've gotten really good with customizing that to make it super easy for the client on the back end to 
you know, manage every aspect of the site without having to worry about diving into code. Okay. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things about the ACF plugin is the ability to make the client experience on the WordPress dashboard that much more enjoyable and direct. So if we're going to edit something on the front end of the page, yeah, we have to go to the back end, but we can go to that page rather than it being in a set-in or somewhere else that's perhaps more obscure. Yep, and all, all the clients I've worked with have been uh, thrilled with how easy it is after instead of you know looking at the WYSIWYG editor and seeing a bunch of markup in there, if they can just, you know, enter some text into fields and it's automatically formatted for them on the front end, um, it, it works out really well. It's, it's been really good. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So let me ask you this. Um, as, as you walked yourself over the years from that first web page to using the advanced custom field to make more technically advanced, more complicated sites, and as you've grown this freelance business on the side, as well as the challenges of full-time employment and family, what's been your biggest challenge to date? And how have you overcome it, or how are you continuing to address it? Honestly, my biggest challenge is kind of something we talked about already. It's uh, putting together a plan to make that dive to do white designs full-time. Um, like I said, there's a lot of pieces that have to come into place first, and it's it's relatively close, but... Um, knowing when the right time to make that move is, I think, is is the hardest part for me. And then just from kind of a, a micro perspective, uh, dealing with email is one of my most challenging things because whether it's <laughs> my work or my personal or, you know, the white the designs or, you know, the four or five other companies I do work with that I kind of handle email for them, it's it's a bear to keep it all um, up to date. And I'm one of those people, I do not like seeing red dots on my iPhone that says, you know, messages unread. I can't deal with that. So they have to be, you know, read and replied to. So managing that is, uh, is definitely one of the challenges. Uh, I could I could lead you down a path of, of like, excitement and productivity with your with your inbox is one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things to just problems to solve. So yes. <laughs> You could also just turn off notifications. <laughs> that is my, I was going to yes. say, that is a key. That yeah. is definitely a key. Yeah. It's and interesting. I do, I see, I see some people that do only open email a couple times a day and I, I ponder if I could do that or not, or if I would be, you know, if I only open it at, you know, 10 and two, if at three o'clock I'm there, like, oh, I wonder what came to my inbox. I, I can't stand not waiting. So I don't, I don't know if I could do that one or not, but it, it may bring sanity back a little bit. Yeah, it's a productivity killer, but it's very satisfying to kind of see what's new and what problem you can solve. You can leave whatever it is you're working on that you don't want to work on to go solve a problem right away. Exactly. I'm yep. guilty of that, but it's it's not good for you. <laughs> boomerang, boomerang. Do you use that? I do not. All right. Look I'm at unaware that. of what boomerang is. <laughs> It's more than just an Australian hunting tool. Uh, it's an email plugin, and it works for both Outlook and Gmail. And it has a variety of functionality. But uh, one of the things that I think Tara's referencing is you can get an email, and let's say it comes in now, and you could, using Boomerang, say, come back to my email inbox in four hours or whatever. Oh, is. just like a or, inbox for Google Plus News. Yeah. yeah, and you okay. can set up kind of an autoresponder that says you're not – dealing with your inbox, but it's not, it's a little bit more involved than that, but it basically sends a reply to your client saying, Hey, I'm just working. I'm, you know, if it's really that important, call me at this number, but otherwise I'll be back without having to turn on out of office all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. Or you can set it to reply to, to come back to your inbox if you don't get a response. So if you send a client a proposal and they don't get back to you, instead of forgetting that they didn't get back to you, you can have it email you. Gotcha. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, productivity tip of the day. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Tara. <laughs> You're welcome. So we know that you don't like to, you don't like email, and that's a challenge. Um, would you say that there are other aspects of your work life that you enjoy less than others? You do marketing. How how do you feel about marketing your own business? That must be part of your trajectory in this plan to to launch and become your own self. Maybe yeah, I guess I guess when I say I haven't done any marketing, that's from uh, kind of strictly a print perspective because uh, obviously doing things like this and uh, networking on the groups I network on and uh, things like that is certainly a form of marketing. Um, but uh, sure, I would say from a perspective of things that I, I don't like to do as much as others, um, I'm kind of 50-50 on the design side of things because I am pretty good with Photoshop and Illustrator and I, I do mock-ups for websites and stuff and that uh, it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm really into it. And I want to work on a design and other days I'm like, Oh, I wish I could just be, you know, coding a website. Now I don't really feel like building this, you know, illustrator file up. So, um, there, it, it, it can depend on the day. What, to, what mood I'm in, I guess. How do you address the mood when the InDesign file is fighting you and the deadline is not going away? And you know you've you've got a family vacation coming up or a long weekend, so it's it's all stacked against you. What are, what's your process of getting your head and mind in the right place to get the job done? Uh, typically, I'll walk away from it and work on another project for a little while and come back. Um, I know with a lot of the media companies I work with, uh, from the marketing side of things, uh, they always tell me I'm the almost always the first one to submit my ads to them. Um, so I'm typically extremely far ahead with regards to submitting ads and stuff like that. So deadlines typically aren't a problem um, just because I have everything mapped out so far ahead. I mean, we have the year, pretty much all of our media buys and ads planned out for the entire year. So I can easily plan that. Um, but uh, typically I have enough time that I can just uh, uh, step to another project, work on that for a while, and then come back if I need to. Yeah, that's a good approach. I, I like that. I tend to I tend to take an approach of promising myself something that I will get to get it done. So it's usually take a quick break to grab coffee or tea and then come back and yeah. promise myself. Typically, it's a run. I'll go to, for a run. I'll blow off whatever else I was supposed to do that day and go for a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tara, what do you do? Uh, I started to walk away. Yeah. I'm, I usually try to plow through it, though. I mean, that's my – that's been my – standard but i've more i read about it more i learn uh walking away is a good idea i have a pomodoro thing set and i i just notoriously turn it off as soon as it starts because i just don't want to stop <laughs> so i find it hard to stop sometimes but um tell us something not work related about you what do you do besides work to uh, i raise- am a big golfer i had one of my best golfing seasons that i've ever had last year um so that's a big, a big part of things. And that is a difficult one to do because um, that is not something you can do quickly. It takes but a lot of a, time. Yes, a half hour drive to the course and then a four and a half hour round, a half hour back, and you're losing a half a day already. So if, you know, if, I don't want to strand, uh, strand the wife at home with the kid or kids um, this summer. So, and I know when we had my daughter, um, 
I play in a golf league on Tuesday nights and I went the first week and I didn't go the rest of the summer just because I felt terrible. You know, if you're work all day and then I go right to golf and she has the kid all day, it just, it didn't feel right. So I did not golf the rest of the year. Um, and then I golfed the two years after that. So I don't expect to be playing much after the middle of May this year, um, just so uh, my wife can keep her sanity. Um, but who knows, maybe the, uh, maybe the new one will be easier than the first one. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, golf's, golf's a big part of it. You know, it's nice to get out there and it's just quiet and play and, uh, and have fun feeding my family every time. So it's good. That's great. You must miss it in the winter if you live in Pennsylvania. There's probably not much golf this time of year. No, you can't get out too much this time of year. That I do know people that play year round here, and they'll they don't care as long as there's no snow on the ground, they'll be out there. But uh, I'm 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 cold when it's seventy degrees out, so I I'm not out there if it's <laughs> you know sixty or under. <laughs> well, I had one of my best years ever last year too. I golfed once. All right, so last time I can remember golfing, so it was one of my best scores in, <laughs> in recent memory. That's what, that's one way to do it. If you golf once a year, you're going to have your best round every time. <laughs> I tend to judge my score on, on how many golf balls I lose. There you go. <laughs> Matt, let me change gears on you one more time here and ask you if you would share with us, what's the single most valuable piece of advice? It could be either personal or professional that someone has shared with you and that you've incorporated into your life and that has reap real reward and returns for you. I don't remember who told me this, but it was really simple. And it was, uh, from probably the job I had out of college, but, uh, actually it was my boss at my old job and she just said, be kind. Um, and that resonates with a lot of different things. Um, especially interacting with clients because there's, there's many times where you could easily send a snarky email back. Um, and that's just not going to get you anywhere, you know, so treat everybody that you can, uh, with respect, be kind, especially on social media. Um, going out there yes. and blasting people and getting political is not going to get you anywhere, and it's going to look bad, and it's going to be there forever. Um, so, you know, treat others kindly, um, and it is okay to say no to clients, which is another thing that I have a lot of trouble with, um, especially if you can say no in a nice way. You know, this isn't a project that fits, but I have these other suggestions for you or some advice, um, and it goes a long way, and it can really create some long-standing relationships with clients that might not have been there if you sent that that snarky response because they don't know what they're talking about or you expect them to know something else. So it's a really simple piece of advice, but it can apply to a, different, a lot of different areas of life, um, whether it's business or personal. Yeah, I like that. I think you can never be too nice to people. Niceness doesn't imply naivety, but just being nice and being diplomatic. And, and I loved the the no and type of response. You know, mm -hmm. oh, that's not going to work here. Or that's not going to be a good fit or I'm not in a position to help you. And here's how I can, or here's, here are some options for you rather than just no. Um, you give them an opportunity to, to find a solution, even if you don't have it. And so you're not just turfing them out on the street, but you're given somewhere else to look. That's, that's really, really helpful. Yep. And another benefit to that is, uh, you know, if you can refer some business to other people that it fits better, um, in turn, they're always in the back of their head, Hey, you know, that person sent me some business. I might have a client that fits for them down the road. Um, and if it comes back, it does, if it doesn't, it's really no big deal, but uh, it's, it's good for all parties. Yeah, that's true. And with your clients too, when you make a good impression on them by being nice and kind, then they're more likely to refer you for business as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I always told my children, if nothing else, be nice. <laughs>
Perfect. I like the joke. Is that is it is it Nick Cave or Nick Drake? Who is it? Cruel to be kind. Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Cruel mm-hmm. to be kind. Yeah. Do you remember that song from the eighties? Yep. I would sing it to you folks, but I'm pretty sure that would be the end of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the end of our podcast, (laughs) Matt, we're running out of time here. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's been a real pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yep. Before we say goodbye, I wonder if you'll share with us where people can can find you and can find your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am on Twitter at Whitely Designs. That is White, L-E-Y. Most people forget the second E. Uh, designs, or you can go to whitelydesigns.com. Um, all the information's there. Um, hosting, maintenance, website development, or just stopping to say hi. Great. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Matt. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves 